Hey y'all. How y'all feeling today? I'm like super, super excited about today. Um, my name is Asia Corinne McGee. I know some of you guys in the room, to those that don't know me, I am a personal brand strategist. I am a podcast host. I am a wife. I am a mother. I specifically help purpose-driven leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs to become the undeniable choice. And I do that by helping them with their brand identity and with their communication strategy. Um, even a little bit more specifically, you know, purpose evolves. And so this year, God told me, you help them to confidently communicate and embody who I really have purposed them to be. So I noticed that there are a lot of people who are called by God and they have this great vision and they see Z, but they're at A. And the problem is that they don't know how to bridge the gap. And so he's been speaking to me very specifically about how personal branding is the bridge from here to there and how by packaging them in the appropriate way, giving them the right language to speak about what he has given them to do, that they can confidently sit in it and ultimately thrive and live in alignment. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. I want to start by talking about just purpose and just the unique role of that in our lives. What we do is more than just work. You know, purpose work is very different than work that you go show up to to nine to five and retire from. Not that you can't be called to work at a nine to five, but you never retire from purpose work. Your retirement is death. Any day you wake up and you live and you're breathing in this life, you have work to do and you have an assignment to complete. So we have to think about it differently than work that we, you know, just show up to that may just be a gift or, or a skill that we're offering in exchange, you know, for some dollars. This work, we live and breathe. It's a 24 seven type of thing. I really think that this stuff that I'm going to tell you is important because I want you to know that God is no respecter of persons. You know, I want to tell you where I started from so you know that we all started an even playing field and God does whatever he wants to do with our journey. So I earned a bachelor's degree in fashion studies from Columbia College Chicago and I told you guys I'm a brand strategist. I have no degree in this. When God told me what I was going to do, it was the year, I believe it was 2013. And literally it was somebody that saw some seeds of purpose potential inside of me. And they said, you can help me. And I was like, I can. When he told me to go into branding, I didn't have language for branding. I didn't know what branding was. I literally had to learn as I go. But what I realized along the way is that the skill set was already there. The giftings were already there. I didn't have the package. I didn't know what it looked like. I had to keep evolving and learn that through trial and error. But everything that God would have you to do is already inside of you right now. You just have to live out your journey for those moments of activation where you can actually start walking in it. I'm a first generation college graduate and entrepreneur. Uh, my journey prior to entrepreneurship, I am a full-time entrepreneur, was visual presentations, sales, corporate marketing, event coordination, operations, communications, and some of those things were going on at the same time. So sometimes you do have to try out a lot of different things, test your passions, put your hands to things to even decide what it is that you're ultimately supposed to be doing. You really won't know where you're supposed to land until you try, and it's more about I know what I'm not supposed to be doing, and that's how you get there. So I am on assignment to help God's kingdom ambassadors to maximize their impact. That is the sum of any work that I do, whether it's speaking or writing or podcast hosting or consulting. I am here to help the people that God has chosen to establish his kingdom on earth, to make greater, to make bigger, to make larger what he's given them. He gives me specific assignments to partner with people in specific seasons, my clients, and I help them to magnify what they're doing. So Kingdom Ambassadors, if that's a little bit abstract, I call them game changers. Visionaries that are creating a shift in the current way of thinking and or doing things. 
in their area of influence. They are purposed by God to impact culture by planting seeds of change. Entrepreneurship or even purpose work is meant to establish. You're laying groundwork, it's foundational. And so you are competing against what's already out there. You have to come in and you have to blaze the trail. You have to move that out the way. You have to set up new frames of thought and new structures and new things in which to operate in. And ultimately those things give God glory. My favorite scripture is Romans 8:19. It says, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And why this scripture is so just amazing to me is that it says no matter what's going on in the world, no matter how many things seem against God, this word is saying by means of the creator that everybody is waiting for us to rise up. It doesn't matter where they are at this very current moment. They're waiting for us to be revealed. They're waiting for us to make this grand appearance and this entrance. You know, people may not know God or they may have tried God, but when you really experience God, you come right back to your center, to where you need to be. And God has placed us in specific industries to have influence, to impact people. Sometimes it's not even about the actual work that you're doing, but rather the access that that gift gives you. It gives you entrance into the CEO office. It gives you interest into this space. The gift opens the door. And then sometimes when you're there, you realize that the true assignment is not even what you thought you came to do. But they're waiting for us to be revealed. And if you ever are doubting at any moment about your purpose, know that the word says they're waiting for you. So you never have to lack confidence in that. As a personal brand strategist, I help game changers, kingdom ambassadors, purpose-driven leaders, experts, entrepreneurs. You can use them interchangeably. I help you guys to become the undeniable choice to help you expand your reach, increase your visibility, and to deepen your influence. So I hear some talk um, by religious leaders, you know, sound bites going around the internet saying, you know, I don't have a personal brand. This is God's brand. But I truly believe that that's more of a conversation about heart posture. You know, God will cause us to be elevated. But when we get to that place, it's about our heart being in the right place to say, this still is God's platform. He's just allowing me to be his representative. I'm going out, I'm that ambassador, I'm going before him, I'm his hands and his ears and it is still about him. But I noticed that what he does is he keeps us real humble. There can be times where things are going really, really well and seemingly really, really wrong at the same time. Or, you know, even really, really gifted people still have that elephant in the room that you're just like, eh, I just don't know. And that's the type of friction that I believe that God does purposefully to make sure that when we are elevated, that we keep our heart posture in the right way. But also, I believe that he takes us through these ground level, you know, things where we really hit rock bottom because it's at that moment that he resets our foundation and that we truly incline our ear to his voice so that when we're elevating, when things are happening so fast and we don't know what's going on, we always can hear that voice no matter what's happening around us. It's our training ground. So I help purpose driven people to confidently communicate and embody who God has purposed them to be. Did you know there is a connection between your life's purpose and marketplace success? It is what I call being branded by God. And of course, I'm not that clever to come up with that. God came up with that. But that's how he spoke to me about personal branding. So divine success, divine success is found in the place of alignment with your God-given purpose. So I had one South Sider here. My Melissa, where's Melissa? So I want you guys to get this visual. So just think of like, you know, Chicago. Chicago is very like straight up and down. You have the north side to the south side. You have the east side to the west side. So let's say we're right at the heart of 87th and state. 
you know, the place in the summertime where they're selling shoes, socks, you know, they got the music, they got water, they got towels. Bruh, I'm good on these towels. It's 90 degrees. I'm going to go over there across the street. Where have these towels been and how long have you had these towels? You know, but right there in the heart where all things happen south side in the summertime. And this is my place of alignment. And so this is where I'm experiencing the greatest success divine resources, divine timing, divine connections. Everything is lining up for me in this place. Now, purpose is a journey and it's an evolution. So you're not always gonna be at this place. You have to find your way to this place and you literally just have to live out your seasons and keep your ear to the throne to find there. So I may start out over here on 111th and Hosted. Now, it doesn't mean that I will never experience success over there, but the success is not as strong as it is right here. Think about a hurricane. A hurricane touched down in the Bahamas a couple months ago. Level five right there in the Bahamas. Now, Florida felt some impact at level four and level three. The Carolinas, level one. So success, it can be far off, but here is the goal. Here's the place of alignment where we want to be and that's where you will find your ultimate success. Purpose allows us to live in alignment. It allows us to operate at our highest level consistently. Like we're not excellent sometimes in purpose, we're excellent all the time because our gifts were created to produce and when we plant them in the right soil, they have the optimal production. So you can have a gift planted in the wrong soil and it not produce the harvest that it'll produce in the right soil. So it allows us not only to live in alignment, to operate at our highest level consistently, it allows us to experience fulfillment. Before I became an entrepreneur, and, and I, say, I say this disclaimer to this, that entrepreneurship, I believe that everybody can be entrepreneurial, and, and, but I believe entrepreneurship is a calling, I'll say that. I am very confident in this season that God called me to be a full-time entrepreneur because it's the best packaging for what he has given me to do. Do not let anybody shame you into whatever it is that God has you to do. He called somebody to be the CEO of that company. A corporate structure, it's about your assignment. Um, think about a line of people standing at the door, said this in my podcast recently, and everybody's just waiting for their assignment from heaven. Okay, thanks, this is my assignment, okay. Thanks, this is my assignment. You don't covet anybody else's assignment because your assignment is given to you in proportion to your ability. So if you want my assignment or I want your assignment, I may not have everything it takes to walk out your assignment. And so I'm gonna be left at a disadvantage somewhere. But with my assignment, it's the assignment given for what ability I've always already been given. And that's why I am going to have guaranteed success. In addition to the fact that God is not a send off, he's not going to send us on an assignment and he be 100 percent success. And we can't achieve that same level because we are his embodiment. So fulfillment, I've worked jobs where. I was good at what I did. I used the skill. I used the talent. I did not use a gift. And the difference between me and previous seasons and me and this season is I said, I don't want to do no more work that doesn't require my gift. I'm replaceable when I just work with my skill and with my talent. I'm irreplaceable when I operate in my gift. You cannot do what I do like I do it. And that's where I want to live because that is the place where I, again, have optimal production, but where the money is there. Average work, average pay. Stuff that everybody can't do, oh, you command a dollar for that. And so that's the type of thinking that I want all of you guys to think, where's my place? Where's my somewhere? And don't covet anybody else's blessing along the way until you get to that place of alignment. Have confidence that your work makes an impact. That's the confidence that you can have when you're operating in your purpose. 
And so my question to you is, have you explored the potential of your purpose? Um, professional, not professional development, but personal development and personal branding, they always have to be parallel. Influence, and we'll talk about that in, the, in a minute, is the byproduct of personal branding. And so the worst thing that you can do for anyone that's following you or tuning their ear to your platform is to stop growing because you're halting their growth. And so when it talks about exploring the potential of your purpose, it's really about understanding that my development always has to exist and it always has to take place. And that's how my platform continues to grow. I want to read you guys a scripture passage and I'm going to take questions at the end. If you have questions, just write them down and I would love to answer all of them. Y'all feeling OK? Yeah. Y'all with me? All right. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. This is the parable of the talents. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with him. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. He said, master, you entrusted me with these five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have had received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever will be given more, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. So when I talk about exploring the potential of your purpose, don't be the servant who God gave a gift and he never activates it. Because the work that God has to do on this earth will be done by any means necessary. And that's why absolutely when you see somebody pop up, you like I had that idea. You're right. But you weren't obedient in season. Everything God does is strategic and he operates like clockwork. That's fine. You don't want this. Let me toss it over here because that's necessary for this next phase to be ushered in together. So do not hesitate on exploring what it is that God has given you and do not disappoint him by not doing your due diligence to magnify what he has already put inside you. So there's a lot of talk, especially in the Christian community, and I am a Christian, so I say this as being a part of the community, um, about being called to the nations. But the reality is that you will not reach the masses if you don't have influence. So influence is the ability to have an effect on the character, development or behavior 
of someone or something. When you are influential, people are impacted by your presence. When you make a command, they move. Influence, of course, is a byproduct of personal branding. So I gave you um, just a little bit about my journey, but I want to talk about like the powerful, the power of purposeful branding, um, because this this is really practical stuff. Um, and I want to talk to you about how I went from being the first generation college graduate with a fashion degree to now having a consultancy making more than I've ever made in any other career. So, of course, I'm full-time entrepreneurship, some months earning more than three and a half times my former corporate marketing salary. I have built a client base across the U.S. with four-figure clients that have never met me in person. To date, I look back, you know, it's real humbling. I'm like, I've worked with at least 180 people one-on-one. -on -one. And these are people literally that God sends me, like since I began this journey. So I don't want you guys to ever feel like you are not going to be successful. All you have to do is show up to work. Each day I get up, I get on my face and I say, God, I'm reporting for duty today. What do you want me to do today? Literally, those of you guys who connect with me on social media, you guys can name the amount of times that I actually market my business on social media. And I've been recently clearing five figure months. So you do not have to worry about getting what's on the other side. You have to show up to work for God, for the kingdom. Don't make purpose about you because it's not. He has people that he needs you to impact in your path and that's how that works. So my clients are all over the country. At some point I'm like, I have more clients outside of Chicago than in Chicago. Um, I've built a speaking platform. I, interestingly enough, I was thinking the other day, I used to be in speech therapy when I was in elementary school and now I'm a speaker. By trade, people call me to speak. And my speaking platform, probably I've done um, more than 80, close to 90 speaking engagements since I began speaking in 2014. And I'm talking colleges, UIC Business, DePaul, and um, other marketing associations and conferences and churches, all types of places. You guys, out of that, I may have asked for five, if that. I get invited. People seek me out. We're talking about the place of alignment. And I'm saying these things to let you know that this is very real of how God transforms your life when you tell him yes. And my social media, you know, following don't have the most followers in the world, but all those people that are connected to me, 30,000 plus have came to me organically by sharing the message that I have for you today. So let's talk about personal branding and write this down because <laughs> you won't find this anywhere else. Um, I, when I started in personal branding, I'll say this before you start writing, um, I really had a hard time in those early phases, the first year or two, 2013 to 2014, where I sounded like Google. It was like, okay, personal branding, what does Google have to say about this? What does the last person that wrote in Forbes or Inc. have to say about branding? And it really was when God told me to go on Periscope in 2015 and I stayed on there for about two and a half years that he formed my message. He blended my faith with my business. Now, prior to that, I was really scared to do that because I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I don't mind that people know that I'm a Christian, but I don't know about, you know, all that. But I continued to be obedient. That was a season where he developed my ear because it was an accountability that I had to get up every Monday and do these scopes. Out of two and a half years, we missed two every Monday. 125 plus periscopes came from that. And that was the foundation when he released me to start the podcast. And this season, I needed that training ground. It was training. I didn't know why I was doing it when he told me to do it. But when I look back in hindsight, it had all the purpose in the world. And so I was scared to really do what God told me to do. 
I just wanted to keep them separate, but things weren't growing that way. But when I blended the two together and started to speak about personal branding in the way that he gave to me, that's when things really took off. So I want you guys to know if, you know, everybody does not have to have a scripture plastered on their front. That is not the requirement of being a kingdom ambassador and going on God's assignment. That means that you live by biblical principles when you go out, whether you're quoting scriptures or not. But for some, he may call you to be a little bit more bold in what you're doing. Do it confidently. He has reasons for everything that he's asking. So now you can write. Personal branding is how you lead the conversation about you in order to shape perception around you. Personal branding is how you lead the conversation about you in order to shape perception around you. And so the reason why this definition is so important is because a lot of people reduce branding to visual things. A brand is a logo, a brand is colors, but the foundation of any brand is a message. If you don't know what your message is, you don't know who your audience is. If you don't know who your audience is, you don't know even how to develop effective visuals that will target them. So I want you guys, if you have been thinking about branding just in the sense of visuals, to know that it starts with messaging and it starts with the conversation that you lead. Really, it's people taking your cues. You put this content out there about you, people grab it. If it's clear enough, they can run and tell it and then you continue to back it up through your actions and associations. Now, if you are not putting out a clear message, people can't run and tell it. That scripture, Habakkuk 2 and 2, you know, write the vision, make it plain, so those who read it can run with it. Now, I think you're the person that needs to run with it. You need to have clarity to really walk forward, but you need to have clarity so that other people can walk forward too. You know, ultimately, when you're making impact and you're walking in purpose, it's not just about, you know, what you're saying about you. It's about the impression or the impact that you have on others. Then they become your greatest brand ambassadors. That's why I'm humbled every day because my business is not a business that I'm growing. It's me showing up to do what God told me to do and other people growing my business. I have a word of mouth business. That's why I get clientele and I don't really share much online. So you need to be clear about what you're about so other people can help to do some of that heavy lifting for you and bring people to you that need you. So the bridge from here to there is the ability to shape perception in a way that communicates the vision as a reality. The bridge from here to there is the ability to shape perception in a way that communicates the vision as a reality. And that bridge is personal branding. An example could be how you could be the best qualified candidate for a job. Just degrees, you know, everything about it is great. But you show up to the interview and you're not packaged right. You know, you don't look the part. You are late. You are, your resume has bended edges, you know, or you fold it up and you're like, here. Now, you went from being the most qualified candidate to somebody that they don't perceive as being capable for the job. So perception is so much more important that we, than we think it is because people, they're buying into a perception before they even get into your substance. So you're like, I'm great. Why don't people know me? Because there's something off with your image that's disrupting that connection between them. So you absolutely do have to have the appeal for the audience that you're trying to attract. You need to speak their language. You know, as God continues to elevate you, you have to learn the language of the people who you're catering to. How you're talking down here don't work for them. They're going to instantly know when you go in the room that you're not one of them. So we have to constantly be packaging ourselves properly so that that vision that we have, that Z can become a reality. We're growing into that space. Once you see it, you can become it. Once they see it, they will accept you as such. 
which is why you have to do your due diligence about leading the conversation. Um, I talk to Adara all the time. Even there's no point where you where you are not growing anymore. And so she deals with me all the time because I'm still battling with the old image of myself as God is moving me into new spaces. And so I send her stuff. She's like, no, girl, you can't wear that. Or no, you shouldn't do that. You know, you need a friend to sit there and check you because basically what she's saying is, no, that's the old you. God has already promoted you or he's already moved you into a new space. You need this different appeal. You need to look different. And so first I have to see it to embody it. And then when I embody it, people may not have tried me yet, but they say she looks like one of us or she, or she looked like she can do this job. And they invite me into the space. Now, I already know that I have the anointing. I already know that I have the gift. So I'm going to produce because the gift was never the problem. The gift was about how I was packaging myself and the gift was about my personal development to be able to walk into that space confidently and do what I was supposed to do. So you have to shape that perception and it starts with you and then you put it out there and people follow your cues. You don't dictate what your personal brand is. You influence the perception around you and you do that through your activities, through your associations, through your conversation. The right perception will position you as the undeniable choice and help you to achieve any professional goal. And as we talked about, the wrong perception will be a barrier between you and where you desire to be. You always have to get past the gatekeeper. Will the gatekeeper approve you and say you are granted access to go into the next level? Is your perception appropriate for that next level that God has already destined you to cross over into? He done his work. He gave you everything. You have to do your work. You have to brand yourself effectively. So here's something else for you to write down. This is the definition of a personal brand. A personal brand is made up of your strengths, your passions, your core values, your it factors, your expertise, and your overall best assets. So a personal brand, it's like a container full of your strengths, your passions, your core values, your it factors, your expertise, your overall best assets. Personal brand is a noun. It's a noun. It's an intangible asset. And the question is never if you have a personal brand or not, it's if you actively manage it. So in turn, personal branding is a verb. It's an activity. So you have that personal brand, that container of stuff, and then the activity of personal branding is the consistent, excellent presentation in both words and action of all those things. So you're saying these are all the things that make me great, my personal brand, my noun, my intangible asset. Now the verb of personal branding is me communicating that out to the public in various ways in my wardrobe. You know, if I would have came, you know, showed up, you know, today or even to a corporate event, got booked to speak just hypothetically at a Fortune 500 company and came up in ripped jeans. I guarantee you nobody in the audience is gonna listen to what I have to say. I don't care if I do have all the substance for them. I didn't already throw them off, you know. That's already been a red flag and credibility. And so we have to know that how we dress, how we talk, who we associate with. You know, Facebook, when they added that feature where people can just tag you and stuff, or it's like this person is friends with this, and sometimes people be side-eyeing like, who are you still connected with? Like, I had to get rid of some associations, you know, at a period in time. I'm like, I don't need any of these people to be tagging me and they foolery. I, I don't think that's gonna really work for where I'm going. You know, you have to know how to disconnect, and it's nothing personal, but you have purpose on the line. Everything that makes you uniquely you, the effective personal brand is the presentation of that, and it's a lifestyle. So it's nothing that you turn off. 
It's a 24-7 thing. That's why you have to sit in it. Your personal brand should fit you like a second skin because you don't turn it off. I had a question come to me one day and somebody was like, I don't know about that personal brand and stuff. Like, I don't want to create this persona, you know. And I'm like, the problem is if it's a persona that's not you. Because if it's something that you're creating that's not you, you can't even be consistent with that. But you can only be consistent where there's authenticity present. You can only keep stuff up for so long. At some point, there's gonna be a disruption to that pattern. So it's not about creating something that you're not, it's about presenting excell excellently exactly who you are, the best parts of you. So the power in your purpose is the message that's birthed through it. Again, the foundation of the brand is your message. And of course, that's the power and purpose. So I'm trying to draw the synergy of how all these things are related at this point. So your message attracts your tribe. So here's how this goes. You have a purpose. From your purpose, there's a message that's birthed out of it. And then you kind of throw that message out there. And then there's people that come to consume it. And you don't want to get stuck at that point because that's an audience. An audience, you don't have influence among an audience. An audience is a mixed group of people. Some of them are for you, some of them are not. They don't know until you keep putting out content. The only way to build a personal brand is through content. They're eating it up. Calculations are going into their mind. Ah, do I like her? Do I not? Is she for me? Is I'm not? After you put out enough content that's relevant to who you are, then they make a decision. They go, ah, no, nah, she's not who I thought she was. Or, you know, just not for me. All right, peace. Then other people go, she has something for me. Like, I'm connected to her. And then they step into that ideal audience or tribe phase. Those people you have influence among. So you have to keep casting the message of your purpose to even identify who your people really are. And then those people will continue to grow with you. So it doesn't matter that at one point I was a fashion stylist and now I'm a brand strategist and in another season I'm gonna be an author. Because the people that are connected to my purpose, they're gonna resonate with every evolution of me because I have something for them. That's why I can't stunt my growth and development because I'm stunting theirs. Influence is the ability, we said, to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. Um, now I want to hit you with like a stat, right? Because I think it's important to be able to like take all this stuff from here and like make it like real practical. Um, there was an article by On Brand that said building an audience is more valuable than direct sales for over 70% of brand managers. Building an audience is more valuable than direct sales for over 70% of brand managers, which means that if you can just get influence over this group, income ain't going to be your problem. Personal branding leads you to influence. Influence leads you to income. When you build a personal brand, you don't have to be that hustler on 87 straight. I got shoes. I got socks. I got this. I got that. You can be in your corner, show face on the ground saying, God, I'm showing up for work today. And those people are going to come right to you. That's how that works. You don't have to hustle. You attract ideal opportunities and income to you. Forbes said that the main benefit of branding tools and the reason to employ them is to boost profits. The main benefit of branding tools and the reason to employ them is to boof, boost profit. There are levels to this. I was not the same entrepreneur in 2014 as I am in 2020. There's levels to this. My income has grown. I have grown. My services has grown. Everything has grown. But everything that I have invested into my personal brand, whether it be time, energy, money, speaking engagements, doing stuff for free, whatever, connecting with people, serving people, it's building equity in my brand. And now I'm at a place where I can cash out on that. 
So what are you doing to build equity into your brand at this point? There are seasons of serving. There are seasons of doing stuff for free. There are seasons of trial and error. But then you get to a point and you go, I can predict the result that's going to happen. And I can consistently do this in excellence. And oh, when you sit in that place, then let's go. <laughs> that's what that's about. I can look you straight in the eye and say, yeah, it's going to be $5,000. And I'm not going to blink. You're going to blink first. And I'm going to be so confident about it because I earned my seat to be here. But that's the confidence that we have just in purpose alone, because I know when I show up, I'm going to produce. So why is personal branding essential? Um, and Adara told me that some of you guys are interested in entrepreneurship or business, um, being business owners just in general. So if you're not already. So personal branding is essential to that population because you are the batteries to your business. So if I just have a business, you deserve this. That's my business. You deserve this. And that's cool. But until a personal brand powers that, that business is flat. The reason why we're at escape is because Adara is powering it. We're not at escape for the sake of escape. We're at escape because we understand who Adara is and we know what this experience is going to be off the strength and equity in her personal brand. So think about your business endeavors, even if you are not the business. In my business, I am the business. You know, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. You know, <laughs> that's what's going on over here. But even in the sense where like your name is not the business, if you have some other business, it's your credibility, it's your expertise, it's your skill that's powering that business. So you don't want to, you know, just say, oh, my personal brand is not important and I'm just going to invest everything in the business brand because there's a lifespan to that business. And one day you want to sell it. One day you get tired of baking cupcakes. Then what? Don't nobody know you. You got to start from ground zero. But if you invested in your personal brand along the way, year 10, I want to sell. Now I'm going to go write a book about how I built a multi-million dollar successful business. I'm going to partner with a venture capitalist that knows of my reputation and this business venture. And I'm going to start and jumpstart my new business endeavor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Do this. I have mobility and leverage because I invested in my personal brand and not just the business alone. You are a walking business card. People are not buying the product. They are buying you. People are not buying my services. They don't even know what they are. I haven't had services on my website in six months. People come to my DMs and they like the last and I love her and I'm going to help her. And her message said, please help. I don't even know basically how to articulate this. Please help. I said, absolutely. I can help. Showing up to work today, God. I can help. She... She didn't see no services to be contacting me, but she saw me. She said, I've been following you. You can help me. I said, I sure can. You know, so people are not buying your services. I could change my services whenever I get good and ready to because they're not even publicized. However, I feel like delivering this today, I'll package it up in accordance to this and I'll do that. And so know that you are the best investment. Influence leads you to income. You build your personal brand through content. Content is developed using words and images for the purposes of shaping perception. So that's what personal branding is about. How does this visual of me speak to who I am? How do these words that I'm saying speak to who I am? How am I shaping this perception around me to help me achieve my goals? Your personal brand, how you live in the minds of others after shaping that perception is about the art of storytelling. When we go on your social media accounts, just read through all your posts. Just go, just read through the last 20 posts and then ask yourself, what did I gain from that? What story were you telling to people? 
You know, are you putting out a lot of disconnected random content or are you taking people on a journey? Are you unveiling aspects of you like a rose petals just falling down? One falls, the other falls, one down until there's this big, beautiful rose in full bloom and people get the full story. You don't have to put everything out there at one time. You put out content in proportion to the goal that's in front of you that's most immediate in that season. So if you want to launch a program, your content should be expert, authoritative content that's going to help enroll people in the program. I'll talk about my fitness journey later. That's not important to right now. Use your content strategically. None of your posts on social media should ever be random. Everything you post, you should say, what purpose is this serving? Is this helping me to get a new client? Is this helping to create awareness? Is this helping for me to build my email list? Is this helping for me to sell something? What, what is the purpose of this content? And use your time more effectively where it produces a return on investment for you. People do not take action or make purchases without an emotional connection. We feel some certain type of way about Chick-fil-A, so we go. We feel some certain type of way about Fenty, so we get it off the shelves. It's an emotional connection that's taking place. Review any of your last purchases that was something that you felt. I feel like I need my free time, so I send my son to daycare. It was personal. I was like, no, honey, you're going back to five days. Thank you. And I felt happy about dropping off that money order because it was emotionally tied to my freedom, okay? So that's how we spend our money, and that's how other people spend theirs. And so the way that you are forming that emotional connection with people to get them to take action is through storytelling, through the strategic use of words and images to shape perception. Without a story, you're a commodity. It's the story that differentiates you from the rest. I am clear that there are other personal brand strategists Hundreds, thousands, everybody a brand strategist. You know, it's low barriers to entry. I don't have no degree, so the next person don't have to have a degree. You know, I can only hope that my substance when I show up is what separates me from the rest. But title alone is not going to make anything happen for you. People have to know you. You have to share your story, your experiences, your expertise in a way that lets them know that you are the undeniable choice. I'm about to take questions soon, but I want to uh, leave you with three questions. Um, keys to getting the yes. Because a lot of us are like, how can we just get them to say yes to us? And I want you to ask yourself some questions that if you can define these things, you'll be much better off getting the yes. What value do you bring to the table? What value do you bring to the table? If you want to get the yes, you must be able to articulate your value with clarity and with confidence. Knowing what you bring to the table is especially important for when you are initiating the conversation and when you, are, when you want to negotiate a higher rate. So there's a lot of people that do like cold outreach to people and that whole email just talks about what you need from them. They're like, bro, I don't need more problems today. 99 problems, you ain't gonna be one. You know, you said nothing in that outreach that says how you're serving them, how you're meeting a need, how you're being a solution. It was all about, I need you to do this. I need this from you. You will not get the yes. You will not get a response. You will not, you will not get anything. So a better approach to that is, hi, this is who I am. I see this gap or this area of opportunity and you could really be maximizing your income if you did this. Can we set up a meeting and I'd love to share more about that? Well, who don't wanna make no more money. That's, that's a better way to enter the door. Enter the door by serving. You know, give them something and then prime them to then make an ask or request of them or whatever you need. You got to change the way you're going about things. But also when you want to negotiate a higher rate, whether it be a salary rate, whether you want clients to pay you more, they have to have a reason for doing that. What value do you 
bring to the table. Um, one of the things I realized as of late is that people don't care how you get to the result, they care about the result. So a client doesn't care that I'm selling them a 60 minute strategy session and a messaging guide and whatever. They don't care. They care that they're going to have more clarity, that they can launch their program, that they'll have their new photos and their website launch. So stop selling people features and sell them benefits, sell them value. Your value can be a unique set of skills or your experiences, and then you have to define your value and consideration of who needs what you have. So what's valuable to one person is not valuable to the next person. Don't go into things with cookie cutter, just descriptions and conversations that won't yield you the results that you want. So what value do you bring to the table? The second question is, what do you do? And I know that's so simple, but you'd be surprised you had a networking event, you'd be like, hey, so what do you do? And they'd be like, well, um, tell me about yourself. Um, oh, oh, I'm a bit unclear, you know? Like if somebody starts off a conversation like that, that immediately means to me that they don't have confidence or that they don't really do whatever they're about to say behind that or that they don't have the confidence, especially not if they're trying to offer me something or sell me something. I don't think they're clear enough to be offering me whatever's about to come on the other side because of how they started off that conversation. So you have to be able to specifically articulate to people what you do and what you do again is not just a title. So personal brand strategist, but half the time I don't even use that. I am a brand identity and communication specialist because even underneath the umbrella of personal branding, those are the things that I specialize in, which will further differentiate me from anybody that has a title because there are personal brand strategists who do graphic design. There are personal brand strategists who do photography. So just saying that alone doesn't let you know my specialty. But then I help people to confidently communicate and embody who God has purposed them to be. So what I do is not even the title that I have. So even go deeper and get more specific about that. What makes you different? You should be well aware of your competitive landscape and your advantage in the space. So I have this quote that says, competition does not exist when you align your brand with purpose. So I truly don't believe that any of us are in competition with anyone, but I do believe for the purpose of marketplace positioning and selling yourself to somebody who is also considering these three people, you need to know what you do different and what you do better. And so I was talking to a client yesterday who is in a corporate job, but she's also doing entrepreneurial things. And she's like, I don't know what conversation I'm supposed to have on social media. So I just stopped talking about that. And I said, your uniqueness is actually going to come from the fusion of those two of those things and not just this alone and this alone. Because this alone, I mean, she's a doctor. She's an endocrinologist. So, you know, she's an expert. She show up. She speaks to pharmaceutical companies. I mean, they pay her good money, but we can also Google and find out anything that she's sharing with us. She's just curating that content. But but on this side, it's her entrepreneurial stuff about her life experiences. But there is a creative way that we talked about yesterday that she can bring the two together. And I said, that's why people will come to your profile to read what you have to say, because they can't get that stuff anywhere else. You need to understand that unique place that you sit that that person can't do and that person can't do and magnify that message. Um, I heard um, on a panel, uh, a woman said that you want to turn your competitors weaknesses into your strengths. So if you know there's an area where they're lacking, then you want that to lead the conversation for you as it relates to your strengths. So some ways that you can differentiate yourself from someone, so the same title as you, is your approach, your message, and your outcomes. This episode is brought to you by The Content House, a full-service media and project management agency, a.k.a. the group that has me feeling real official for Purpose Potential Podcasts. 
The Content House offers a plethora of services for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives to level up in their content and media game. Whether you're talking about photography, videography, audio, or video podcast recording, logo design, website design, they offer the works in a state-of-the-art facility in South Holland, Illinois. I encourage you guys to check them out over at thecontenthousechicago.com. I want to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this podcast to let me know that you're listening. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asia Corinne. You can also download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Use the hashtag Purpose Potential Podcast. Also, if you have questions or comments, email me at hello at purposepotentialpodcast.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself just one more time. My name is Asia Corinne McGee, and I'm on assignment to help God's kingdom ambassadors to maximize their impact. I'll see you next week on Purpose Potential Podcast.